I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, does any of this make sense? Or not? memorized a kingdom hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before kingdom hearts 3 comes out you might even figure out what's going on maybe especially in this episode because this is the spoiler episode i am joe and i am joined as always by wheels how are you wheels <laughs> we're gonna get in down and dirty into spoiler territory yeah here. this is um the probable this is the one time we're gonna mention at the front of the episode that everything we're gonna talk about is spoilers for like the whole franchise you know, eagle-eared listeners of this show will be able to pick up on the fact that the last few weeks some tension has been building <laughs> between us and the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Specifically and, this first game, though. <laughs> yeah, and, and how just, just, just a lot of it is not internally consistent, and that's extremely frustrating. Where do you want to start? I think we should start Given that this is an Ansem report episode, let's reports. start with some Ansem's reports. Let's refresh me which ones we've read because we'll do them in order again. Oh, um, <laughs> we've definitely <laughs> done. What is it? You don't get one, but you start with. Okay, so we've done. Uh, we've definitely got one. Uh, we have one, three, seven, and, and nine. nine. Yeah, okay. those ones. So let's one, three, seven, and nine. I'm gonna write that down. All right, that's a key code to someone's fucking luggage. Um, <laughs> so let's dive into the first answer report. Um, I don't think there's a lot in this one no. that is frustrating. It's just him saying like, "I want to study darkness." Cool, got it. Weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's got their thing, you know. Everybody? I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't go eye entomologist study bugs, but they do it. <laughs> So sure. Yeah, every everybody's got a reason they do something. Three doesn't have much in the way of other game confusion. Um, so much as the same debate we always have of why is there multiple origin stories for the dang heartless? What are they really? Are they hearts? Are they not hearts? Are they dark hearts? Dark hearts. What's the name of that game? Is is that uh is that the what's the name? There's an RPG series called like uh Dark Heart Heart Sergeant Ansem's Lonely Heartless Club Band. That's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ansem's report three seems to set like agree on those who lack hearts, which we know is actually a a nobody technically. Yep. Um, again, I think I gave him the slack that this is just the third report, um, so maybe he figures it out later. I don't know if that's true. I would have to like study these reports to really know. We also know we also, but we also know that this isn't Ansem. We can say this. This isn't yeah. Ansem the Wise. This isn't Ansem the Wise, and that's why we're gonna get real mad. 
fucking it's, seven and nine. Because it's Xehanort who, it's, like... Yeah. Which, I guess, like, the Heartless are kind of a new thing, so I guess it makes sense yes. that he wouldn't know, but, like, he, he's he been know. around a while. Like, he, he, Yeah, it's really Ansem's Report 9 that confuses me. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interestingly, uh, I guess it was confirmed that 2 through 13 was written by Xehanort, although I'm reading the, the fucking wiki, one of the wikis, and it says it's much more clear that Xehanort wrote 10 through 13. So, hmm. that's it's still weird, so I wonder... I, I don't think that Xehanort would have... Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have pretended that it was Yeah, that's new. the question. Is, like, is he... Is he, like, writing these specifically, like, in character to throw off anyone who happens to find these? Because, like, a, looks like a lot of people... Looks like they're kind of just around. So, like, is, yeah. he perp- is he, like, trying to throw people off? <laughs> he yeah. has a lot of apprentices to dupe. And yeah, I'm my brain immediately went to which which is Xehanort is this, but it's totally one that would know all like about at least between traveling through worlds. Um, yeah, because the Terra body one. Yeah, to yeah. So post birth by sleep, Xehanort taking another man's body. Um, yep, Xehanort, Apprentice Xehanort, is the easiest way to. I think people say Terranort. Terranort is a thing, but like it's pretty interchangeable with Apprentice Xehanort because it's pretty much the same entity, just in doing two different things. Yeah. So let's look at Seven. So he's studying the meteors. Um, so this, all right. So I believe that gummy blocks would be new to him anyway. He wishes he could soar off and find out. And that's true to Xehanort's character. But could there be uncharted worlds up there? My curiosity never ceases to grow. Xehanort has been a lot of fucking places already. So that's where, like, the only way that this makes sense is if he's really trying to pretend that he's someone who's never been to another world and mm-hmm. that he's not actually intending these to be secret. And actually, that okay, this that that does start to make sense because, like, why else would he be writing, like, a lot of these things? To, well, then no, because why would he write, like... Some of the things in the later ones that are pretty rough, you know, like, like mm. it gets dark in some of the later ones. And why would he reveal that, you know, if he's trying to be in character in these? Um, I mean, maybe it's like we don't see it, so it's really hard to judge. But it could be a lot of, I mean, just playing the field. Like maybe after he's published 10 of these, everyone follows yeah. him no matter what. Um, yeah. and he can be, he can talk about the shit he's doing with choosing one person, doing some things, and it's, um, interesting. Um, I like that interpretation. It's, I mean, you, you, you mentioned a lot that we, we should find more ways to rationalize Kingdom Hearts rather than chalking it up to they didn't know. So I'm trying to lean into that more. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that what, while there's not so much text there to like give you that reading that reading at least makes sense Mm. you know it's hard to find other ones that do so let's go with that let's yeah um, and i mean it makes each of these he's sort of testing the waters seeing Mm -hmm. if um his apprentices when they find these journals how they react and maybe by the end he's like all right we know these folks are with me yeah we know that some of the final fantasy characters have read some of these um but we don't know like how important it was, how public it was, um, 
if they just got out after the fact because this was a kind of a while ago, I guess. Because I mean, especially with how I don't want to give it away until it's relevant for our conversation, but something in eleven kind of points that this would have been like quite a few years ago. So yeah. Um. So let's. Uh. Man. Let's <laughs> dive into nine. I guess. Um, Should we just read this one in its entirety because it's the one we're really gonna be poking at? I can well, read it. Well, yeah, I, I just read it like minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, but but the listeners wouldn't have heard that. Yeah. Um, let's do it chunk by chunk. It's in three chunks. Okay. So go ahead and read the first one, and then we'll talk about it. Simply astonishing. All right, that's the first chunk. No. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, uh, let's really dive into. <laughs> Astonishing. What gets a Pokemon move, You know, the etymology of the word. uh, So simply astonishing. Today I had a guest from another world. He is a king and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. He called the pieces gummy blocks. It seemed that my opening the door has opened a path to interworld travel. That's the, yeah, that's the first chunk. And it, we, we know who that is. That is Mickey. Um, (gasps) Oh! Surprise! The one fucking king in this universe, it seems. Um, he has a gummy ship, which is interesting because he doesn't always have a gummy ship. Opening the door has a path to inner world travel. When does this... Mickey is moving between worlds before this happens. Mickey would recognize this body. Oh, I didn't even think about that! Uh, I'm... Pr- I don't think Mickey had met Xehanort proper. I'm not sure. But he was there, so he would know about it. Um, yeah. I, maybe the combination of the two, like, throws it off. Like, maybe Terra with the white hair looking... Like, it's, it's obvious to us. But even, like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, like, Mickey's like, oh, that's, that's Xehanort. Like, looking at the picture of him. Yeah, so he knows what Xehanort... But that's, he knows but, that Xehanort has taken... He refers taken... to him as Ansem's apprentice. That's not really Ansem. So, the fact that Ansem's report would mention this meeting, Mickey would not have met with Ansem. Like, he knows Ansem the wise. <laughs> not Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no. Well, Apprentice Terranort, more specifically, is who we're talking about. So. Okay. Okay, we can, we, can, we can do this, Joe. Can we? Here's an idea. So hey. he has it. No, 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 no. All right, you, go ahead. He, I'm has gonna, diff- I'm gonna he has different colored hair than Tara, so he must just think, wow, this guy looks a lot like Tara, but he's got white hair, so that's completely different. All right. That's my explanation. That's your explanation. I have a different explanation. It's probably going to be better. Go for it. It's a stretch, but it... I thought of it, and it makes <laughs> and it, it makes me feel really smart. Um, what if Apprentice Xehanort is writing the reports on behalf of Anton the Wise, similar to a Socrates situation, where someone is writing it, but it's not their knowledge. So Xehanort mm. would have been writing mm. these, maybe outside of Anton the Wise's knowing and doing research without Ansem the Wise's knowing. But he is writing about the events that Ansem the Wise, like, because Ansem, as you mentioned, Ansem the Wise does meet Mickey. I like this. I like Xehanort as evil Play-Doh, or just Play-Doh. <laughs> um, that's, it's, it's one theory that 
seems to alleviate a lot of problems we have it makes so much it's it's such a good comparison too because people when they're talking about plato's work they they do talk about how the the early work does seem to be more of just a recording of events that happened to socrates and then the later stuff uses socrates as a character um doing things that plato just made up Mm-hmm. So it's like it's pretty much exactly that. It, that 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 does that yeah that totally tracks and I think fixes a lot of the questions we've had about some of the early ones like mm-hmm. so yeah I, I like that a lot because in this case Mickey is actually meeting Ansem the Wise it's just Xehanort writing it and adding his own spin on it about you know dark stuff dark stuff um I'm gonna read this next chunk because that is gonna maybe raise a couple more questions um so it says we talked for countless hours but one story in particular caught my interest that of a key called the keyblade the keyblade is said to hold phenomenal power so again terranort xehanort fake ansem would know the keyblade already because he has one yep um so again either he's lying and playing the part or just again recording it on behalf of Ansem and then keeping a lot of information to himself. Um, yep. Um, I really hope we don't read the Ansem secret reports and all of this is fucking not possible. But uh, let's just boy. let's just be hopeful. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, sour yeah. the mood. <laughs> um, Should I read the next bit? Yeah, go for it. One legend says. Its wielder, and that is the wielder of the Keyblade. One legend says its wielder saved the world, while another says that he wrought chaos and ruin upon it. I must know what this Keyblade is. A key opens doors. It must be connected to the door I have opened. This tracks, um, because there are multiple Keyblade wielders. Um, yep. So the multiple legends make sense. Um, so maybe Ansem the Wise, um, again, let's pretend that our theory is valid. Ansem the Wise might not know that there's multiple wielders at a time. Um, mm-hmm. And that would explain why there's like, oh, well, there's multiple legends. or um, it, It's it's interesting that um, that would exist because uh, even, even if you chalk it back all the way to, um, God, what's his name? Ericus? Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, Master Ericus. Master Mark Hamill and Xehanort as rivals. Like, it even lines up to that you could pretend i mean aqua and terra it kind of lines up um of just two varied sides of the like quote-unquote ideal keyblade wielder um although only aqua actually becomes a master uh so it's it's interesting how that could you could read into that as much deeper into the franchise Mm -hmm. so there's that um those are all the Ansem's reports that we've gotten to so far in our main, uh, yeah. in our little watch through of the game. Um, any details of the plot since our last Ansem report episode? I that guarantee yes, but I'm going to have to look at these worlds to see if I remember. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the movement between worlds while it's still fresh in our minds. Um, okay. We... <laughs> We just dove into it pretty rough in Neverland um, for, every, yeah. for everyone else last week, for us, like 20 minutes ago. Um, we talked a lot about how it's confusing how these things can move between worlds. My mind, I couldn't mention it in the episode, my mind jumped to the Keyblade armor 
in Birth by Sleep and how they can move between worlds wearing that. Um, so how would, the, how would that be relevant to that? Is because it's not like Monstro has Keyblade armor. Oh, no, it's, it's it doesn't answer those questions. I'm just saying it again, like we are told that you have to use this gummy ship, and it's like, boo, why though? Yeah, because clearly it seems it's just another piece of evidence of like, why though? Like, we have yeah. so many other ways to move between worlds. Um, maybe it's maybe it's like. Although I'd really like to see Monstro and Keyblade armor now that you mention it. <laughs> I, I guess it's just there are a lot of ways to travel between the worlds, but you should have a vessel. And that goes back to a line we got in the Neverland episode where Maleficent says pretty much that to Riku, who tries doing it just with his dark powers, um, traveling between worlds. And she says, like, don't do that. You're going to put your heart at risk. So maybe it's like gummy ships are just one invention that allows interplanetary mm-hmm. travel. It just gets so confusing when you add in this idea of, like, needing to open a door to connect a world. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that's, which is like, that's what's messy because I have to wonder, do we know in canon if the world started off connected or not? Like in the fucking genesis oh. of this canon. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't played uh, Unchained Key. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I have that cutscene on that disc. I should watch it. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's really like I don't know where to go until we know that because it's like, is it just a consistent chain of memories? No. Of uh, locking Cut. locking the gates between worlds and then unlocking and then locking them again and over and over again. Is that what the Keyblade War is? Is that... God, we should really play Unchained Key. Because that's shit, man. Hmm. <laughs> None of this, like, our, our main gripe is with the fucking Neverland boat. Yeah. Because I really want to find a, a, a reason why that would actually happen and not just be dramatized in the overworld map so according to the one of the wikis it says that when the heartless first began destroying the walls between worlds the holes they produced made it possible for anyone to travel without the assistance of keyblade wielders um and made uh man-made gates between worlds unnecessary um so it's the heartless's fault yeah, which would make sense. It because would make sense, but we don't ha- really have examples of like a pre-heartless world that has been connected. Yeah, uh, this as a, as of this point in that, the story, that, that does so, raise some questions on why are there no heartless in Birth by Sleep though? Because Unchained Key is because like the very first thing. Are there heartless in Unchained Key? Mm-hmm. I don't. Are there? Not? Yeah, it takes I place earlier. played it for like a minute. That's that's. The world ends with you. That's not Unchained Key. Very similar, I know. Uh, yeah, you totally fight Heartless and Unchained Key. All right. So, all right. So, I, 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 I think that makes sense, though. I mean, I guess if it's canon, it has to. Um, that the Heartless would be breaking these barriers down between worlds. Is Birth by Sleep just worlds they haven't gotten to yet? Because, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is before anyone's going after Princess's Hearts. Because, I mean, yeah, because that's the, the, the only wrinkle is the fact that there are heartless enemies and unchained key, which I think you and I would both admit is a pretty big blind spot 
All right. For there is us. a there is a blind spot in it though because there are worlds you can go to in Unchained Key that are in Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Um, so which is like the, so the so the main like confusion for us relates to why there are heartless in Unchained Key because all other signs from you know Birth by Sleep on point to heartless were a thing that happened to these worlds after birth the events of birth by sleep but then unchained key takes place before it and has heartless um so i guess we would have to just uh learn more about that game before we could answer that definitively yeah i played a little bit of it i still have to watch that like short movie back cover. yeah back cover um which i don't know why i just haven't done yet probably because i don't care too much about unchained key yeah um I just, I'm just not a big mobile game fan. It's the only reason. But yeah. I did play it for a little bit. And I remember... I mean, the world I remember most is Agrabah. But I, I remember getting the Treasure Trove Keyblade, which means we prob- like you'd probably go to that world, whatever it's actually called, but the Snow White world, um, which is in Birth by Sleep. So... Right. Maybe they were effective. Like maybe that's the ending, quote unquote, of Unchained Key. Like there's there's a yeah. big gap between these two games, so it's not without reason. Um, yeah, that would make sense. That like God, I the, should while the fucking are... watch back cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that'll be our working theory. That sometime between Unchained Key and Birth by Sleep, the Heartless went away. Therefore, or just like put at uh, bay until Xehanort decided to fucking go grave digging for him. Yeah, and and like. Uh, 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 at which point, like, before that, it, 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 during Birth by Sleep, the only people who could travel between worlds were Keyblade wear- bearers with their Keyblade armor, and then... Which is true in Birth by Sleep? Yeah, I think so. I can't think of any counterexamples, and uh, then... I can. I think. Is, uh, it, is it considered a world, the, sti- the ship that Stitch is on? Oh, I don't know if that counts as, like, a world world. Or if it's... I mean, it gameplay mechanics, yes, but is it a ship flying between worlds they they pulled this shit all the time yeah i don't know we'll get there but then the heart but then the heartless uh as as they multiply after xan or its shenanigans they break down the barriers between worlds that allows the more freedom of motion that we see at the period of of kingdom hearts as in the first game mm-hmm. i think that i think that that makes some sense i think we made some sense out of this yeah and i'm 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 graping about the stitch ship but again like i guess i'm just forgetting the details that after the heartless show up nothing fucking matters <laughs> um yeah which that's a bummer like it kind of it's kind of this blanket statement that is like oh okay Anyone can do anything. Again, we still haven't figured out the fucking Neverland ship situation. Should we try and wrap that up this episode, or is that... Well, I mean, we kind of figured it out. It it can leave its world, because... But my, my, my concern is, it, it, so it rams into the gummy ship... And then yeah. you were, we're in Neverland. Like, we're not well, on I mean, the we get boat. The title card, we get the title card for Neverland, but we are on the boat. But it's in Neverland, because... Either that or there's water in space. There's that, although it is this abyss. You can't see anything. My concern is this this game has sort of brought this idea that each world has a specific set of rules. Um, 
And if uh, it would make sense, this is Neverland because one, Peter Pan is there on the boat, um, and they're able to travel from there to the clock tower. the clock tower, and they can fly on the boat. Yes. So maybe it's just they get rammed by the ship, and then the ship lands in Neverland. That I mean, that's and, that's and gotta then be the it. first cutscene from that world happens. Yeah. There's just a part in the middle there where they're hanging out in space on mm-hmm. a boat and, and can't fly. And I. I I guess we could chalk that up to just a lack of detail, like them not showing all of those steps. Yeah. Um, of the, the ship flying into the world again. These Ansem's Report episodes are, they are, they're a trip. They're pretty detail oriented, huh? I mean, that's, and that's, that's the thing. Like, that's where our, our stipulations come in. It's like, yeah. oh, all of this makes sense except for like this thing. And then we have to really, really dig to figure out yeah. how it works because nothing's, super clear in these games any more of those you want to do before we get to listener questions i guess if there wasn't anything at atlantic or halloween town i mean it is generally our <clears throat> mo to just ignore something and say we'll talk about it in the ansem's report or the ansem report we should start um, writing these down <laughs> we should from from now on anytime we say that the other person is required to remind them that the first person they have to write it down so listener questions yeah let's do that we these past couple episodes we've asked listeners to give us questions on twitter um and we're gonna read some and see if we can answer them or uh and stick them in our back pocket as thoughts to have um because we're not good at figuring things out on the spot um except for that socrates thing that was good um, that was very good <laughs> that um that'll go down as the one good moment uh, in this show uh so this first question i'm going to read is from cody uh twitter user cody is long um how did mickey get a keyblade and what's the deal with all them ansoms this is a really good question um and I, I, we can break it up into the two first off how does mickey get a keyblade is that ever answered, or is it just... Am I correct in assuming he was at one point a student of Master Ericus, or am I just making that up? I mean, that sounds right. Um, or at least some... No, oh, no, because no, no, he, no, he was a student of Yensid. Yensid. Does Yensid wield a keyblade, or is he just a teacher? Because I think Ericus is a, is a student of Yensid as well. So Yensid's like the oldest old... In this. Yeah, he probably just like he probably can, but he's not showing it off. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. So Yensid taught I'm, Mickey to be Keyblade Master. Yeah, I'm waiting for the fucking Kingdom Hearts Infinity War finale of like every <laughs> character just fucking whipping shit. Well, out. no, it's it's gonna be like the Star Wars prequels where you go from Yensid as just like this old, um, wise old man <laughs> played by a puppet to a cg yen sid uh doing backflips <laughs> fighting count dooku or whatever with a lightsaber i mean a keyblade um or a lightsaber keyblade you never know you got you, you you piqued my interest there yeah so yeah i mean he's a student of someone yen sid or eric he's a how long did it take you to realize that Yen Sid is Disney backwards? Um, I know I had played Kingdom Hearts 2. But yeah. that, I mean, that was like middle school. So, yeah. I don't know. Took me a while. I remember telling people because I thought it was cool. It's kind of cool. It's it, pretty it, cool. It, it, it works. Yen Sid seems like a kind of uh, te- mystical teacher yeah. name. Where I don't remember where Yen Sid actually comes from. Like what source material. Isn't he, uh, what's it called? Not Phantasma. Fantasia, isn't he from that? 
That would be good. I, I think so. Fantasia gives the Kingdom Hearts franchise really important gems that are often overlooked. <laughs> Let's get to the second half of Cody's question. Uh, what's the deal with all them ansoms? Well, to answer this question, we first have to talk about time travel. <laughs> I mean, yes. So what's the true ansom? That's a hard question. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the first one? Like, it's... The first one is... old dude ansom, right? Is Master Xehanort, who is an old man with a bad beard, with like a bad goatee. Is that a... Are you slapping me? Are you offended that I call this beard bad? What was that I'm sound, I'm sorry, Joe? that was a can. I forgot I have a microphone next to me. I thought you were, I thought you were slapping me. Like, how dare you insult this man's goatee? Yeah, so he's an old, old baldy with a long goatee who is like a keyblade master and teacher. Um who taught Ventus, a character in Birth by Sleep, uh, um, who was then sort of split into two. Yeah. Well, and, I, I could just go on, on yeah, and on let's, about let's, that, let's that not, I shouldn't. Just, let's not dive um, into Birth by Sleep quite yet. Um, so, so that's the earliest one in the timeline. He's uh, an old man at the actually, point we see him. I guess him. that's technically not true. Oh, no. Because there is young Xehanort who is talked to oh, by yeah, himself yeah. from the future. So... Yeah. Depending on the rules of time travel, if this is like my wife has been explaining time travel and Harry Potter to me lately. Um, oh, that's fun. Uh, in that universe, it seems to be that the timeline of events has already accounted for uh, you being talked for. Mm -hmm. So the Xehanort we see in Birth by Sleep, in all versions of it and all outcomes, he has already been talked to by himself as a child. Um, yep. Which is tricky, but it. It is cleaner um, rather than splitting yeah, up there's into the two, different timelines. The, the two sort of competing time travel interpretations. One is if you go back and do something, that's already been written into the timeline. So you're not really changing anything. You're just um, you're just doing what was sort of already written. In and this required state. of you to do, yeah. And, and I, th right. I think we really need to look at Kingdom Hearts through that lens. Um, yeah, the other one, which we probably won't, look at because i don't think they really do that is when you go back if you if you make a change it creates an alternate timeline um with that change incorporated i don't think we really see a lot of evidence of that so yeah, i think I, you're right if, if kingdom hearts 3 were to bring that in i think it would complicate a lot of shit which i don't think they can do with much more complicated shit yeah so um so yeah so young the youngest xehanort um, is approached by himself from the future and tells him all these things he has to do, which I think ultimately chalks up to find seven versions of yourself mm -hmm. throughout time in various situations and bring them together for something and I don't know what. Um, A really nice meal. <laughs> yeah, your last supper. Um, and I guess he does that? So... <laughs> Uh, yeah. fast forward to Birth by Sleep, I guess, where he is teaching students how to use this keyblade. Um, yeah, he's an old dude, oldie with the bad goatee, I guess, according to you. And it's pretty bad. <laughs> and then he becomes a well, he's kind of always been a badman, but he he reveals that he is a badman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... does a lot of bad things in Birth by Sleep. Mm -hmm. And then he that includes taking the body of Terra and making Terranort 
apprentice Xehanort, and then we... yeah, Terra's this strapping young lad whose body he takes to be able to um, continue surviving. So then he looks like Terra, except his hair is now white. Yeah, we kind of talked about this earlier. Um, this situation, and yeah. So yeah, he goes on to follow Ansem the Wise, um, and then he gets who is like not who. While we're explaining all of these Ansems, he's not actually one of them. <laughs> he's simultaneously the only Ansem and actually not one of these thirteen Ansems. That's where it gets confusing, is because all the other dudes we've been describing are. Xehanort. Yeah, that's it. Just so happens that at one point in Xehanort's timeline, he decides to go by the name Ansem yeah. because he's stealing the identity of this Ansem the Wise, who's just another dude this... who is like this sort of scholar sage person whose identity is stolen by Xehanort, who then goes by Ansem. I think this is particularly complicated because Kingdom Hearts One is the beginning, and you fight a character named Ansem. Um, yeah, and then it uh, sort of calls himself Ansem, which is just a a heartless of Z- Apprentice Xehanort pretending to be Ansem. So yeah, Apprentice Xehanort is turned into a heartless while pretending to be Ansem Wise, and his heartless is Ansem Seeker of Darkness, the bad guy in Kingdom Hearts One. The nobody is. We haven't talked about those yet, have we? No. I mean, maybe in another, uh, it, we, maybe in the first Ansem report. Yeah, we've only, briefly we've only brought it up to sort of compare it to the definitions of heartless and nobody's now they're wrong um yeah but if you're listening to this episode and you're 40 minutes and you probably know what nobody's are um well I know, there are people who listen to this show i think who are just along for the ride hey i think one person has told me that they listen to this show and have never played kingdom hearts and just really want to do the legitimate oh hear man. the legitimate action of us telling them what the story I mean, this, is so I, this episode in particular is going to be a doozy for that person yeah, it's gonna be rough uh, <laughs> so yeah but... they're they're nobody which is what happens when you make a heartless the body if it's strong enough will uh, or i guess if the heart is like strong a strong, enough, a strong wi- i think it's a will? person with strong will mm-hmm. i think they will create right. a nobody and then the appearance of that nobody is the same person if it's a particularly strong willpower um and that's how you get Xehanort, who also goes by Zimnus, who is the bad guy of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, and I'm not really sure when exactly nobody Xehanort. Not, oh, wait, that's not. Xehanort, who is a heart and does not have a body. Um, I don't know when he starts to do the time traveling. Because that's my biggest hole in this timeline, is when does he do that? Like, when does he become a heart yeah. and start jumping? Because he he goes back and talks to himself as a kid. He bring he's trying he's collecting Ansem Seeker of Darkness, Zimnus. Um He brings young Xehanort, who we see in the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, and he somehow is makes sure Zigbar is half Xehanort. Alright. Or is it just Brag? It would it would be Brag, but I'm not I'm still not keen on how that Happens. I don't think we know in the canon how that happens, but um, there's a dude named Bragg, um, who you would know from his uh, nobody in Kingdom Hearts 2, Zigbar. Um, Bragg is somehow half Xehanort uh, in ways that are that remain mysterious and probably will be elaborated upon in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, I think similarly, I don't remember the actual There's person's a... name, but Syax's original person. Uh, Isa? Is that the Issa. name? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, he's also, I think, in a similar boat. Oh boy, that's all pretty strange. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's yeah, that's six people, and then original Xehanort would be seven. Um, and then there are just six more that we don't know about that are hooded. In, yeah. Like one shot in um Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance sets up a lot of this lore, which is tricky because not a lot of people probably are gonna play that one. Um yep. it's weird how they do that. They put a lot of information in these side games. Yeah. And then and then the main games are just a mess. Yeah. But I mean, hey, that's what we're here for. That's the service we're providing. We have yeah. been recording for 40 minutes and only answered one question. So thank you, Cody, for your question. I hope we answered yeah. it. Um, I think f- we left one big hanging question that hopefully we find out soon. Yeah, this one comes from Owen, whose Twitter handle is Babaloo, B-A-B-B-L-E-L-O-O. Owen says... Not sure if y'all are talking about nobodies yet. Uh, well, we just did. Uh, but I was just looking for some confirmation about Heartless and Nobodies. From what I understand, a Heartless is made of a heart that leaves a body, and a Nobody is the empty vessel that's left behind. Uh, also, the, the members of Organization 13 keep their human form because they had strong hearts. That's all I got for now. Keep up the awesome show, and thanks. So yeah, that, the, what you say is, is like definitely what we're told in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. It's just a little complicated by like Kingdom Hearts One. Um, the articulation is a little more nebulous about how heartless are, but uh, that that's pretty much that's pretty much it for mm-hmm. um, how nobody's yeah work yeah yeah. Oh, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head as far as like like we ha- we we're having some confusion in Kingdom Hearts One, and I think that's because we're told two different reasons, and we really got yeah. we really got mad about it last answer report. Um, so. Uh, man, we're gonna have to like review these before we like make some sort of final note on this game. But um, yeah, this is the one that makes the most sense, and the one that I think they have retconned to be the true origin of yeah. Heartless. Um, but also, again, I think if we were to look for within mythos reasons, I think people are still learning about Heartless in these situations. Yeah, you could you could totally make arguments for, for other interpretations, but but the one you outline is, is definitely the mm-hmm. the one with the most evidence. Yeah. Um especially like there's a cutscene in Kingdom Hearts one that shows a heart leaving a body and then poof, a heartless pops up. Um mm-hmm. so there's that. Yeah, the it's we were talking about how weird their names are because the heartless are the hearts and the nobodies are the bodies. Um, yeah, and yeah, the empty vessel. It's it's the thing about the empty vessels and it's not like guaranteed. I guess is that is that true? Am I right? Uh, what's not guaranteed? It, are you are you guaranteed a nobody if you? No, okay. I think you have to be uh, of strong will or or strong hearted so let Um, me pose this question if you don't have a nobody and your heartless is destroyed do you come back probably not because we do get we do get confirmation later that if if someone is turned into a heartless and both the heartless and nobody are destroyed the original person comes back so that's that so that's just an extension of the strong willpower you think if they didn't have enough willpower to get a nobody they're fucked yeah, that's right. that. That would at least be my interpretation, based on rules as written, as <laughs> based, we say. Based, based the... also on, I think, what we've seen in the text. So, yeah, that would make sense. Um, so thank you for your question, Owen. Um, and Cody, I don't think I don't know if I thanked you, but thank you as well. Uh, this next question comes to us from JB Manon. Is the username at Twitter, uh, Twitter slash 
at the table games at at the table games uh what is your favorite scene in your least favorite kingdom hearts game and this is i I like i like this question a lot um because i guarantee i haven't i didn't do like any pre-pro for this episode so uh i'm gonna have to think about it but i guarantee it's from chain of memories because i do not enjoy that game at all but it's got a lot of really good lore yeah there are a lot of games that i've i have watched and not played in this series because um whether it's like i didn't have the system at the time it came out or um like i just wasn't at like i was or i was like really busy in college so i didn't have the time to drop like on a jrpg i think that's when dream drop distance was like my last year of college or something like that um so mm-hmm. there's some like Dream Drop Distance and Chain of Memories and um, Birth by Sleep. I have just watched playthroughs of, so I won't count those when I answer this. Uh, actually, Birth by Sleep I have played, but not through the whole thing. I have watched the whole thing, but I have not played through the whole thing. Um, so I think I'll, I'll I'll limit my answer to games that I have actually played. Um, so it's probably something from. Um, 358 days over two or 358 over two days however you want to say that um because i I think that game is fine it plays just so much like kingdom hearts one but it's really hard to play a game that feels like kingdom hearts one when kingdom hearts two exists and like some of the other side games like birth by sleep um uh it's like sure it might not be combat that's as like honed as kingdom hearts 2 in terms of being able to um it's just not really as smooth but at least they're they're doing some different things with how the combat works with um there's not a lot of of sort of experimentation in in 358 over two days uh other than i i do like the sort of level up system as that sort of grid that you apply bonuses to i think that's kind of clever um and, and i i really like um I really like the uh, Roxas uh, Axel interaction in that game, as I also like the Roxas inter- and Axel interaction in Kingdom Hearts Two. So uh, I would just say a lot of that stuff from uh, Three Five Eight Days Over Two. Yeah, the Three Five Eight Over Two has a lot of my favorite cutscenes in the series. Period. It's um. I've never been able to get into playing it just because I can't fucking look at DS graphics in 2017. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, the, I, I've seen the cutscenes a bunch of times because I'm in love with the story. I think the relationship between uh, Raxus and Axel like is a hundred times better than Sora and Riku could ever dream to have. <laughs> um, and it's it's super sad. Like that that game has a super sad story. I'm really excited to get to talking about it on this show. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, again, I haven't played enough of it, and I don't, I don't know if I'd consider it my least favorite because I actively dislike the battle system in Chain of Memories. Um, yeah, not too. I mean, everyone says that, but just because it's different. But I just, I don't know. I've tried, and it also, it really didn't make the translation to 3D very well. So playing mm-hmm. Rechain is also not that great. So, um, probably that game. Um, and. Did I don't? Did you mention a specific cutscene or just sort of generalize? Yeah, general because it's difficult to remember every yeah. cutscene from a game. I haven't we haven't really gone through yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the cutscenes of 
rechained recently, so it's sort of in my head. But I remember really getting a kick out of, um, and I remember making a really good tweet about it too. There's a scene where Riku, when you're playing as Riku, um, you're sort of following this image of Ansem Seeker like of Darkness. Shadow Ansem. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's revealed that it's not Ansem, it's Ansem. <laughs> um, it's, it's Diz, who is pretending... All right, so Ansem the Wise pretends to be Diz because his name was sullied. And Diz, in this castle, pretends to be Ansem, <laughs> Seeker, of, <laughs> Seeker of Darkness, who is a heartless of Xehanort, who pretended to be Ansem. Um, got it got it got it folks yeah it's so easy um and i remember just sitting there after this scene and just thinking like piecing that together in my mind of how many fucking levels that's on um and it's so funny i remember when like he drops a disguise and it's it's diz and he's like no i'm not handsome and it's just like okay um but then he ends up doing some cool stuff. A lot of Riku's story in, in Chain of Memories is really good. I really like his sort of, not necessarily redemption, but he sort of finds his value and what's important to him. He fights for it. Mm-hmm. And he sort of learns, he, he has a similar arc that Terra ends up having in that, you know, the darkness is part of me. I just have to accept it for what it is and be who I am yeah. meant to be. And I love him. He is my son. All right. Yeah, I'll read thank, the next. Thank you for that question. I don't know if I already thanked you, but thank you again. This one comes to us from K. That's KC Street, good friend of mine, uh, who asks uh, a jokey question, but but it'll still be fun to answer. Um, Sora has multiple hearts inside of him. Could he be the true Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts is really the friends you made along the way, and I'm sure we've made that joke before. It's hard not to. Yeah. But, but the, the, the question is silly, but it, it does give us the chance to talk about how when the game, it's just a, fr- it's a friendly reminder that when the game is talking about Kingdom Hearts, it's talking about a number of things. There's the yeah. heart of all, all worlds, which is the Kingdom Hearts that is seen in the original game. Is There's it? the heart. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Because, because okay. it's the world hearts worth sealing up to prevent the heartless from getting into them, mm-hmm. and, then, um, and the the door to darkness is a bit different. I think is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get into it because there's some there's little to no explanation given near the end of Kingdom Hearts one, and a lot of things happen. Then there's the heart of all people, which is the Kingdom Hearts that's trying to be artificially recreated uh, by. Organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. So instead of being made of takes, world hearts, it's made of people hearts. And that takes the form of a moon, correct? Yep. And uh, a heart-shaped moon. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the true Kingdom Hearts that existed before those two, which was, like, both things. Like, all hearts all the time. <laughs> it's great and awesome up in here. So sick. Do we know anything about this true kingdom hearts and could it have also fled inside of sora upon <laughs> all right uh, all right for all our right. sakes i hope not <laughs> all right but here's an interesting theory even though like we've gotten to this thread and it has nothing to do with this question um it's interesting that this lines up thematically with there was a true kingdom hearts that is 
and then there are two separate things that make up Kingdom Hearts. And in the first game, you deal with one of them, and also Heartless. In the second game, you deal with the second one and the Nobodies, and you know we learned that if you deal with both Heartless and Nobodies, you get the old one back. So, is Sora literally setting up pins for true Xehanort to knock down? Is that is that what's happening? Uh, I mean, we don't maybe? know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say what's gonna happen in because the next technically, game. Bra- he brought Xehanort back too by accident, um, or apprentice Xehanort. So that's interesting. Yeah, but I guess I mean, true Xehanort could have got him anyway because of how time travel works in this game. I don't know. It's weird. I guess I should go on to the next question though. Mm-hmm. This is actually our last question for the episode. It comes to us from Steven. Uh, Twitter.com slash S-R-Murda, M-E-R-D-A. Thank you, Steven. Um, and it's, uh, it's a response to, I think, our last Answers Report. Um, you sort of touched on it on Twitter. But uh, for possible Pixar worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, any thoughts on Monsters, Inc. as a possible world? I think Randall could be a good villain. Um, I agree a lot that Randall would make a really good villain, and I think Kingdom Hearts would fucking go to town with um, a Monsters, Inc. world. I think it would be really cool to have the different sort of zones that you go into looking for, you know, yeah. whatever the fucking thing you're looking for in the world is. It's all, there's always something. Um, uh, there's always some sort of, like, very contained plot. In, I'm thinking mainly Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 that have this really contained world plot and... Some of the worlds will tie in a character or something that ties into the larger mythos. Kingdom Hearts 2 is way better about this um, because it has the Organization 13 fucking shit up. But um, I, th- I think that would work really well with that world in particular. Um, and I don't know. Now I can't even imagine Kingdom Hearts where the actual Disney villains are the bad guys. So. <laughs> yeah. I. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they're probably just gonna stick with one mm-hmm. one Pixar world and probably just do Toy Story for Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, and I I, th- I think we touched on that. Um, but w- I, I I for the, all the same reasons you mentioned, I I I think it probably would be a great world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they keep saying that this is the end of the Xehanort saga, not the end of Kingdom Hearts. So, uh, yeah. don't don't give up hope. Maybe there's more stupid shit to happen in this dumb universe, so we can keep making well, we this were... podcast forever. <laughs> While we were answering that last question, I was looking to make sure I was right about the answer I gave to the last one about the different varieties of Kingdom Hearts, and I'm not finding a lot that was confirming the idea that I thought was canon in my head, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I think that's how it is, even though I can't find any confirmation of the things I said about it. It's a good... I mean, here's the thing. I I hope it's true, because there are two different distinct things called Kingdom Hearts in 1 and 2. Yeah. So... It would make sense if not everyone's just wrong about what Kingdom Hearts is, which also probably could be I thought, I, I be thought it. that was in the game somewhere, but I'm not finding any evidence of that explicitly stated. When, so maybe that was just a Kingdom fan Heart- theory that I agreed with. Yeah, when we get to Kingdom Hearts 2, we'll dive into it more because yeah. Diz does a lot of explaining on what Kingdom Hearts is and isn't. Um, and then he... It's interesting on the, the the climax into being a recreation of the real Kingdom Hearts. So, um, we'll see. Because uh, I think we see, if we're to 
given to Birth by Sleep and the stuff that happens at the end of that game, Xehanort is pretty damn close to getting Kingdom Hearts, and it looks the same. It's still the moon-shaped, or the heart-shaped moon. Um, <laughs> moon-shaped heart. And uh, uh, I, I can't even visualize without that thinking just of the secret cutscene at the end of 2. But uh, that would make sense. Although now that I'm... I, I don't remember how he was foiled. It, oh, I do now. I won't talk about the ending of Birth by Sleep much more than that. We're, we're talking about a different question. <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think I think we've re- we've been on this Ansem Report episode long enough. This yeah. is already going to be like twice as long as our usual episode. Yeah. So, um, so we we covered a lot of stuff, and I think we have a lot to return to. Um, I I wonder how many Ansem reports in a row we will do when we actually try to iron down the fuck like this game, like <laughs> like every detail that we can't answer. Um, just to, we're just compiling an encyclopedia of bullshit i believe in us <laughs> if you i mean as long as you can believe you can do anything according to peter pan yep. even um, fly even fly i thank you everybody for sending in your questions um we will probably do something similar the next time we have an answer to port which my guess will be at the end of kingdom hearts one um just for the sake of we don't have a whole lot left it's pretty much just a hollow bastion a couple tiny notations of other worlds you can go back to which we may or may not actually cover um and then the end of the game slash world so yeah uh that was answers report number two which i guess is uh, all right so what well, is this we epi- gotta we gotta plug our things yeah first. yeah no i'm just trying to match out in my head this is what 8.5 yeah final mix answers report two yep. Okay, good. Yep. Um, go ahead and plug your stuff while I recover from saying that out loud. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetravisww, or you can listen to another podcast I do called Arbitrary Archive. I do it with my brother, and it's like a media recommendation show. Um, our, both of us are more frequently contributing movies or TV than anything else, but... Uh, we've done video games, we've done music, we've done podcasts. So um, we find we we take a randomly generated word, um, like last the last one we recorded was brimstone, um, and then we have to come up with a piece of media that fits that category, um, and then talk about whether or not we recommend it. It's a fun show, arbitrary archive. Yeah, with all the extra I's and V's. Um, I just wanted to give you an ex- I just wanted to give you extra time because I know you said he needed to recover from saying Kingdom from saying Got It Memorized episode eight point five colon final mix colon and some report colon two. <laughs> I probably won't have quite so many colons. Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star <laughs> for Volume One from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Oh man. Do you think? Hey, do you think we you could? Get, do you think we could Claudio Sanchez as a guest? He went on Game Grumps because oh. he he probably has like he's probably into it. <laughs> so I uh, I don't know if you're gonna leave this in or not, but I uh, so I'm on the Friends at the Table Discord uh, group, um, which is a the Friends at the Table is just a um, actual play role playing game podcast that I really like, and there's a fan Discord um, and. Someone who's also in that Discord, who I don't really know this person, but they they were advertising their um, 
one of their own podcasts in that discord and it's like literally a bizarro version of this show because it's a it's called the amory it's called the amory score and they talk about the amory wars which is the the coheed and cambria storyline i think i follow them on twitter they're cool if it's who i think it is and it's like it is the bizarro version of this show because it's 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 another thing that both you and i like and mm-hmm. could possibly do but it already exists so yeah um well good thing we didn't think of that thing and started yep. at the same time anyways i guess i'll plug my shit now now that we've plugged yeah um someone else's thing. someone else's show go listen to those and uh listen to my other podcast we are watching one piece uh, uh where i will talk about one piece with my friend jory um you can find it on itunes or anywhere else that that rss feed shows up um we just got done with we're recapping stuff and then we're gonna do regular episodes with skypea and hopefully we start to move through the rest of the show pretty quickly after that i mean as quickly as you can go through 800 episodes of anime um it's adding at one episode every saturday i mean eventually we'll catch up <laughs> but uh you can also find me on twitter at uh, ghost of joe ghost of jo and that's all i have we did it we we did it we pinned another report into our fucking folder of bullshit ramblings about kingdom hearts um have i mentioned i love this show i love that we have an episode called got it memorized (laughs) episode 8.5 final mix and some report two i love it oh we really lean into what we are creating and it's great yeah um yeah i love this show too i just uh that monster episode just came out and it's so fucking incredible It's it's so good we that's that's what the the neverland episode was missing i think was we didn't make up all of riku's lines (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so this has been got it memorized episode 8.5 final mix answer report number two (laughs) got Got it it memorized? memorized